Hey everybody, this is Greg, and before we get started with the podcast, I want to give a quick shout out to two of our sponsors. The first is a company that is very close to my heart, Dominar Studios. They're the makers of the Cloud Agent Suite. Their flagship product, Cloud CMA, is used by over 500,000 real estate professionals all across the country, and their customers have published over 15 million Cloud CMA reports. Also check out CloudMLX, their front-end-of-choice solution, which won Inman News' Most Innovative Technology Award and has crossed over 200,000 MLS members under site license. You can find out more at cloudagentsuite.com. Also, I'm excited to announce the Notorious VIP, a premium subscription service from Rob Hahn, also known as the Notorious ROB. Membership gives you subscriber-only content, both written and recorded, that is unavailable anywhere else. The difference between the Notorious ROB blog and the Notorious VIP is that VIP focuses on research and analysis, while the ROB blog focuses on commentary and op-ed. Notorious VIP is for those in organized real estate that want to go a few layers deeper. Please visit Notorious-ROB.com to find out more. I'll put a link to both sponsors in the show notes. Also, if any of our listeners are interested in sponsoring the Industry Relations Podcast, please drop me a line at gregrobertson at gmail.com. Hey, thanks for listening. And now, on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Industry Relations with Rob and Greg. This is your co-host, the notorious Rob Hahn. And on the line, and I can see him over a video, so I'm not going to ask whether he's there. How you doing, Greg? Hello, Rob. How's it going, man? <laughs> it's going great. <laughs> great to see you. I mean, we've been talking about trying to do this over video so we could see each other's uh, expressions and give each other middle fingers and all of that stuff. Right. You know, exactly. So I'm glad we're, we're able let's to just, find... Let's just hope nobody pulls a tube in here. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see your hands. Let me see your hands. <laughs> Oh my God, what an unbelievable story. <laughs> oh, yeah, just. Oh, man. Yeah. What a world we live in. 2020 continues. Yeah, I mean, I was, when I saw on Twitter that Zoom dick was trending, I thought, <laughs> I have an idea what this could mean, but I. <laughs> <laughs> Although it does make you wonder, like with all of the uh, online classes that the industry's been doing, you know, all the Zoom meetings for like board meetings, you have to wonder if there was a Tubin incident. You know, tell you what, I've sat in some boring Zoom meetings, but I've never been that boring. <laughs> Matt, you would you would think that like just a video that you're watching while you're in a Zoom meeting, like all the faces of uh, you know some of those folks that were supposedly in this meeting are not necessarily the most attractive people in the world. You would think that that would make the Tubin situation difficult yeah no. <laughs> i guess you can have, i guess you can have multiple windows on at the same time so oh man don't share that screen baby yeah Do not yeah. share screen <laughs> all right we are kicking off on a high note today i think uh but we actually have some important things we want to discuss important topics because after all we are the industry relations podcast so uh i think uh we want to talk about this new proposed NAR speech code regs. I mean, that's what I've been calling it. I don't know if there's a better way. And I wrote a, a long post about it you know, because I think it's a mistake, but you and I haven't had a chance to talk about it. So let me just kind of get your reaction. What do you think about the, the new proposals? Do you want to like give a highlight yeah. of it first? Yeah. Yeah. Um, basically, the National Associate of Realtors, the Professional Standards Committee, uh, recently 
released some news that they had put forth a set of proposals to the board of directors at NAR. So they can vote on it in November at the virtual conference. And you know what? I'll just read from, because I think this really describes what they're trying to do. So the news release, what it says is the NAR Professional Standards Committee met on October 5th, 2020 to consider recommendations from its Interpretations and Procedures Advisory Board on the Code of Ethics applicability to discriminatory speech and conduct. Committee approved the advisory board's recommendations. Therefore, six of them will be presented to the NAR Board of Directors for a vote at the November 13, 2020 meeting. I've been calling it the speech code because that, I think that's basically what we're talking about. But it's a series of proposals, right? And it might be important to discuss maybe some of the details. So the first one is a change to what's called Policy Statement 29 that would say that the code of ethics applies to conduct outside of a real estate transaction. In other words, right now, today, the code of ethics only applies to a realtor when they're actually doing something real estate related, right? Whether they're in a transaction, whether they're speaking to a potential client or whatever it is, but it is connected to the practice of real estate. What statement 29 says is this applies now, code of ethics applies to conduct outside of real estate, right? Because I think what the committee wanted to go after specifically was personal social media posts. Yeah. Because right? there have been some instances where realtors have done some really crazy shit. <laughs> you know, like there's a, a video that a, a reader of mine shared with me of this realtor in Long Island somewhere putting up some social media post of him topless holding like an AR-15 talking about how he wants to, you know, <laughs> he wants to shoot people. I mean, it's crazy shit, right? So I think there, that's change one, which is to say that the code of ethics applies to your personal conduct or your conduct outside of a real estate context. The second change then is what they're calling standard of practice 10-5. And this is the language that they put forth. Standard practice 10-5, realtors must not use harassing speech hate speech, epithets or slurs based on race, color, religion, sex, handicap, familial status, national origin, sexual orientation, or gender identity. That's what that says. So in other words, all the protected classes, realtors can't use harassing speech, hate speech, epithets, or slurs. And then there's a a series of changes that have to do with the public trust definition. So again, this is in the the manual. Mm -hmm. And here's what it says. Committee recommends a definition of public trust be expanded to include all discrimination against protected classes under Article 10 of the Code of Ethics and all fraud. At present, the definition of public trust includes demonstrated misappropriation of client or customer funds or property, willful discrimination, or fraud resulting in substantial economic harm. This recommendation would expand the definition to include all discrimination against the protected classes under Article 10 and all fraud. And the reason why this is important is if you are held to have violated the public trust, the association is required to report you to the state licensing department right, for further disciplinary action, including removal of license. And then they put together this Appendix 12 you know, to help people, you know, because obviously one of the issues is NAR doesn't enforce the code of ethics, the local you know, association does, right? And sometimes the state association, but most often it's the local realtor association and the grievance committee that actually does the enforcement. So they put together this document to help the local grievance committee do that. 
I mean, there are probably some other things, but those are kind of the main changes that are being proposed. Right. There has been already in real estate. I mean, there's languages like something that, you know, this is we're very familiar with, like you can't say mother-in-law, you can't say, I mean, there's right. certain words right. and phrases you can't use within but, the MLS and things like that, right? But all of those are not coming from NAR, that's coming from fair housing law, right? That's coming from the government saying, you know, you can't do these things to uh, to steer, uh, which is a topic that you and I need to get into, by the right. way, one of these days. Yeah, so what the result of this is there's been a massive outcry. I mean, it's it's actually kind of amazing I think Inman's already run like two posts about this. I know looking at social media, like on Facebook groups where agents tend to gather, I mean, people are just at each other's throats. So I, like I said, I wrote something and we could discuss that. But right off the bat, man, what do you think? What's your take on this? Well, I mean, I think, you know, so obviously NAR is kind of a, you know, I don't want to say woke, but they're 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 waking up, right? Um, to a lot of things that are happening. You know, when we talked about this on the last podcast of of what's going on in the country, right? Right. So people, may, maybe there's some feeling that you know they have to swing the pendulum very far over because it was so far the other way to get to a point where they're going to be more you know inclusive in things, right? So. It's a very tricky subject here with, you know, with language and everything else. But uh, I think maybe the heart's in the right place. But as far as how how far you go with that, that's going to be a very slippery slope for sure. Right. Um, and, and you've already seen some of these things happen in the news lately with the, the New York Post where Twitter and I think I'm Facebook. not sure Facebook had banned yeah. a an article because there was really no valid evidence with it, but then it became a new story and they they turned that around, right? So you can see already how slippery these things can be. But I, I will say, just the Nashville's discourse now, you know, on Facebook and everything else, not not just having to deal with real estate, just having to deal with the politics and everything is becoming so uh, so ugly. Maybe something has to be done to kind of curtail that from happening, right? I've been on these things and private groups and different things on Facebook and such. And, you know, it's, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, the way that, that, that a lot of these agents, I mean, look at like Jay Thompson, when he had a job at Zillow had to deal with sure. some of the things are just uneducated. They're, they're flat out wrong. And the vitriol and the really just, you know, hatred that, that a lot of people just put through that. Right. They're so brave behind a keyboard, but something never, they would never say in front of somebody's face is just, you know, maybe NAR is trying to trying to get this stuff uh, in control here, right? Right. Um, whether this is the first, this is the right thing, but I think you got to start somewhere, and maybe you have to start a little bit farther down the road than maybe it ends up at. But I don't see. Uh, that's what I see. I mean, I, I always think about things from a software perspective, right? You you had to put something out there, right? And then you and then you get feedback, and then you iterate, right? right? And right. that's. So I don't I don't blame anybody for this is our first hypothesis this is what we want to go for first and then right. get feedback and then iterate right so on a top level thing hey is we got to make sure we got to get our membership in line with spilling out hate number 2 we got to get our membership in line to understand they might not be very you know educated or be at least a little bit careful on how the how they're using race or you know and and how they're you're communicating about that online with that stuff that could come back and bite them in the butt and therefore bite all realtors uh, in the butt with that right right on the 12 it's a little bit the grievance part is like okay so this is a way i guess for them to self police that 
what do they put in the in the program to help other agents report right. or put something in the thing to to kind of you know give some sort of policing to it self police I guess right 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 um, so overall I guess sure you got to start somewhere but again I doubt it's going to end up as dogmatic as it is right now so I think I'm on record as saying I think this is NAR and all the committee members their hearts in the right place. You know, I completely agree yeah. with you. I think they just saw the level of, and there are having some egregious examples of just stupid vitriol, you know, yeah. I mean, racist statements. I mean, it's crazy, yeah. right? And I think they just felt like, especially in light of everything that's gone on, you know, the insensitivity, uh, you know, Houston Associate Realtors removing master from master bedroom. You know, everybody is uh, is trying to be more sensitive and be more, aware, right, of racial and, ethnic, you know, those issues in real estate. But this is a mistake. I mean, I really think the particular things that they're trying to do is a mistake, right? So I put forth a, a different alternative that I think they should consider, which we can get into, you know, maybe it's sort of second half of this. But let me kind of explain why I think this is a mistake. Number one, it's very, very difficult, right, to define what harassment, harassing speech is or even hate speech. People assume that they kind of know what those terms mean. And I'm telling you, maybe, again, maybe it's my legal training. I feel like it's really, really hard to, hard to define those, right? You just shrug. So you want to give it a shot? I mean, how, how do you define harassing speech? Yeah, I mean, this is right? cliche, right? But it, okay. this is cliche in a sense. But I don't know if it was Justice Warren or something, but it said it's like pornography. Yeah, right? you know I, when you see it. I know when I see it, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I can see when somebody's made a really good stinging point. Yeah. It was kind of, but then, you know, to bring somebody's personal in there, like how how can you do this and that? I mean, just make it personal. I think that kind of starts to draw a line there as far as kind of that. If you put two in front of me, I could probably, and, and, and one of, you know, I think you can identify. I think there's ones that you can identify and there's some that are probably on the line for sure. But I absolutely think that you can get a room of people to agree on some, some things of being just very hateful, for sure. See, here's the problem. On the extremes, I think it's obvious, right? Right. You know, somebody drops an N-bomb and, you know, goes on some crazy rant. I don't think anyone's going to be like, yeah, that's, that's pretty hateful. You know, that's, that's not. Right. But the example that I saw that was really interesting is... Um, in one of the Facebook, in fact, it was the Raise the Bar group. Michael McClure, you know, who is the operator of that channel, put up a post and he asked, a realtor just puts all lives matter on his right. social media profile. That's it. No, no, nothing beyond all lives matter, right? Is this hate speech? Is this harassing speech under the definition of 10.5? And I got to tell you, a lot of realtors like that is hate speech. That would be covered. Right, right. This. It's ignorant, but I mean, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I, that, I yeah. don't agree, but you know, that's the problem. Like, I feel like people, you know, that's really why I think this is dangerous. It's really, I think it's impossible to define hate speech. It's some hate speech, right? You already, you just said that. No, there no some- I, what, what I mean is like, but that's the problem, right? Like we can sort of say, you know, at a subjective level, yeah, I think that's real hateful. I'm saying when it comes to the law or regulations or things like code of ethics, that's going to actually, you're going to try and make an adjudication. Because again, this isn't just, you know, you and me sitting around and saying, wow, what you said was just real hateful. Right? And then we just leave it at social, you know, ostracization. We're talking about a grievance committee has to meet, right? And figure out 
did this realtor violate the code of ethics because what he said was hate speech? Right. Right. Dude, when you get to that level, it gets really, really, I think it's actually impossible I think, to but, but doesn't it, to get to that level, wouldn't it be nice to have a way where you could get those extremes, people Agreed. putting that stuff out there, to put it there? And, and just having some sort of level, some mechanism to actually, that, that's going to be there? Agreed. And because uh, I have an alternative, right? okay. which I'll call the conduct on becoming clause, which is, I think, the way you solve this. But the second problem, and I want to address this, is when you look at what the committee was after, you look at their reasoning, it makes perfect sense, right? Because, you know, obviously, a bunch of ignorant people are going to be like, my First Amendment rights. I'm like, look, man, First Amendment covers the government, right? NAR is not the government. It's a private organization. It's a private club. If they don't want you, if they don't want your kind of thing, then they can do this. The second thing, though, is the rationale that the committee used, and I think this is the right rationale, make this real clear, is the realtor brand. Somebody who is a realtor, right, has the you know, golden R on their chest, is out on social media or in public saying crazy racist things. Obviously, that's going to reflect on the realtor brand. You know what I mean? Like, I mentioned it. So... They want to try and protect that realtor brand. They want to say, look, you are in a real way representing the rest of us. So therefore, we don't want you to behave in this unprofessional, racist, stupid, sexist, homophobic, stupid way. Right, right. I think that's the rationale. The problem is, then for me at 10.5 is, the Jay Thompson example you brought is a great one. How does it not matter if you're saying crazy, ridiculous, stupid, harassing shit against Jay Thompson, right? But it's not based on race, so that's okay. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. Do you know what I mean? Like, the realtor brand is affected when a realtor goes and starts wishing that Jay would die in a fire because he works for Zillow. That's not professional. That's not acceptable. That's also a real, you know, stain on the realtor brand. So why are we allowing that to go forward? But somehow, if you say something that has connected to the protected classes, you know, now you're your subject. Do you know what I mean? Right. And the third point, I think, is because of the society we live in, because of this crazy social division, political division, all this nonsense we've got going on, there's a huge chunk of realtors. And I'm going to say it's like half the realtors who feel like these changes are targeted against them. They're the straight white men or, or conservative Republicans or, you know, or the people who feel like they're being silenced or the cancel culture, like all of those, they are, I think, really feeling like this is NAR targeting them. This is their own association turning against them, right? And I've seen those comments. So I think for those reasons, this is a big, giant mistake. So I wrote this post and I put forth an alternative. And I thought maybe we could spend a little bit of time talking about the alternative. The alternative is something I call conduct unbecoming clause, right? And just as a way of background, a couple of years ago, I was involved in a, in a little, little side project. I don't want to say for fun, but it certainly wasn't something that you know, anybody said, hey, this is official, we need you to do this. It was basically me getting, it was a roughly 10 to a dozen people that I knew who were just really smart, really dedicated realtors. And we got together in Austin, we crafted something we call the Second Century Code of Ethics. And the premise behind it, this is all before you know, any of this craziness, right? The whole premise was the Code of Ethics is a little bit outdated, right? It's old. Right. And there are certain things that we need to do to update it. So 
you know, I got a bunch of people together and we came up with a set of recommendations that we then sent on to NAR. And, you know, it's under, it's going through the whole NAR review process. But one of the things we came up with was this conduct on becoming clause. And the inspiration for it was Canada. <laughs> the, most because, polite, uh, the most polite people on the planet, of course. It's good. Yeah. And what we were fortunate in this group, there were a couple of Canadians you know, who came. You know, and I thought their input was really, really valuable. So it turns out the Canadian Real Estate Association, CREA, right? Who are obviously the realtors, you know, they're the sisters uh, of NAR, right? And they have the realtor code. They have a provision. It's Article 21 of the Realtor Code of the Canadian Real Estate Association. Now, I just want to read it to you all. And again, anyone could just Google it, go find it. It's super interesting. Here's what it says. 21 Conduct Unbecoming. A realtor shall not engage in conduct that is disgraceful, unprofessional, or unbecoming of a realtor. That's all it says. Okay. And then they have a couple of interpretation help, you know, understand what this what is trying to get at. And here's what it says. 21.1, this article is intended to deal with conduct that, having regard to all of the circumstances, is egregious in nature and goes beyond simple error. Egregious. 21.2, yeah. conduct in this article is not restricted to conduct in the course of providing real estate services. I think this is brilliant, man. And I've been advocating for a long time. I think NAR should adopt this article into the code of ethics. Who, who decides what's conduct and unbecoming? The same people. It would be the grievance committee, right? It's the same people. So there is subjectivity. I have no doubt about it. But at a minimum, you don't have the problem that we just talked about where you can cuss out Jane Thompson and be completely whacked out, right? You go scot-free. Sure, right? sure. But but Canada doesn't have the history of race as, as this country does, though. Right? Do you think okay, that but it, this isn't just about race. No, I know, but I mean, what I'm saying that the the, the clause that you talked about, as far as public trust and and not have to deal with like certain words, right, about racial, right, and about discrimination, right. So, could it be that the reason that that NAR felt that that was necessary is because of this country's history with race, and, no, and Canada I, I, and okay. Canada didn't. Canada doesn't. I mean, right? I, I, I don't know. It would be great to hear from some of our Canadian listeners about that. My sense is that while Canada does not have, obviously, you know, our history, right, of like slavery and civil rights movement and all of that, they do have their own struggles, right? Sure, like, but but not on the scale of you know. I don't know, man. It depends. Again, I mean, I they didn't I, ship. <laughs> hold on, let, let me right. explain. Like, I'm just going by what my Canadian friends have told me. Like, their big struggles with the Native Americans. Right. right, what they call sure. the First Nations. Right? Yeah, their big struggle is, and this is more recent. This over really over the last ten, maybe twenty years, is there's a huge, huge number of Asians that have migrated to Canada. Like Vancouver is a great yeah. example, and there have been some real serious racial tensions in Vancouver because mm -hmm. of it. Toronto, same thing. So I don't think Canada is somehow free of these types of issues. It's just that they don't have the history, like you said, that we do. Right. So no doubt. I mean, I think there's some very good reason. Like, I don't know that the Canadian Real Estate Association ever prevented Black people from joining, you know, as a realtor, yeah, as yeah. NAR did, right? So I, I agree. Like, there is a different historical context. All I'm saying, though, is given the problems with 10.5, given the problems with the speech code, the feeling like half the realtors are going to feel like they're targeted, 
it causes greater division. And I think the conduct of becoming is a better tool, really, for the local associations to really drive professionalism. I'm following you here. It does it does give a little bit more leeway here instead of being so specific because right. I, and and I do like that. It, I mean, well, I guess you didn't really talk about this, but I guess from what you're saying, you do think that this is necessary. That it has to be inside and outside of real estate. Correct. Right. It does have to be outside of real estate. I do right. like that. Right. And so let's go down. Let me let me pull that thread a little bit. Sure. Right? So you know the stats that I've been saying it's about thirty percent of realtors are part timers. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to join this organization, even if I'm doing this gig part time, basically signing up for a set of principles, right? right. That um, if I want to belong to that organization, right? That right. Um, I have to follow in my in my personal life as well. Right. Yeah. Because you are upholding the realtor brand, and yeah. that's what the committee was be- was behind. And honestly, my one of my rationales, the the example that I like to use uh, most often is in a really weird way. You see these news stories all the time, and if you go to my post that I wrote about this, <laughs> I, I included better a video because this happened in Houston. Realtors get caught having sex in empty listings. Yeah, it's not illegal, right? There's no code of ethics. No, it's not illegal. At best, we're talking trespass. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. At best, you know, there's no code of ethics provision like that. You you will not you know, <laughs> engage in sexual activity in a client's house. Like, you know. Yeah, I guess there is. But it's embarrassing as hell. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I mean, come on. Right? Well, I, th- I think that what they're talking about, though, is, you know, you could <laughs> either it's the guy at Home Depot that almost accosted somebody. Mm hmm. The Karens, as they talk yeah. about, that that go crazy, or that dumbass um, lady who was calling the cops on the bird watcher in, right, in the right. park, right? And then those careers are over with, <laughs> right? I mean, you know, so when they signed up to that job, that they had to follow a certain code outside of their job, it happened, man. They were outed, and and boom, they were looking for work, <laughs> right? So I mean, think about what we began this with, right? You know. Like Tubin. Yeah. I mean, what he did is not illegal, right? Right. It's not unethical. It's unfortunate. I mean, that's a different way of putting it. But if that man was a realtor, I mean, do we want that guy carrying the real, you know, like, you know, it's stuff like that, right? Yeah. It's just conduct unbecoming. It's embarrassing. It, It basically brings shame on the realtor name. And I thought, let's use that to cover this as well. Because to me, there is no question. You're bringing shame on the realtor name if you're going on Facebook and dropping n bombs all over the place. If you're right. if you're going on Instagram and calling people racial slurs, like or epithets, or you know, the f bomb for homosexuality. You know what I mean? Like it's just not acceptable, right? Like unless you are yourself actually racist, or actually sexist, or you know, actually hate uh, transgender people. You're not going to be cool with some realtor going on, you know, and just making an absolute fool of himself and in acting in that egregious way. Right. What I'm saying is, it can't be a simple error. It can't be uh, somebody saying, "I don't, I don't even know what the the context would be," you know. But something like, "I back the blue," right? It can't be my cousin is a cop. I back the blue, so I'm gonna, I'm just gonna put up this whatever flag and and just put up, you know, hey, I back the blue. And all of a sudden you're being hauled up on conduct on becoming charges. Like that's 
I, I don't. I think most fair-minded people would say, yeah, maybe I don't like what you said, but it's certainly not conduct unbecoming. It doesn't embarrass us, right, in the way that some of these other things are. And I think yeah, that allows it's, it's, us. It's it's, it's it's tough, and I think we might get into this later because we both have friends on both sides. We're yeah. we're, we're a little bit on both sides of things sometimes here, uh, of course, in the, in the, in the cultural political of landscape. Yeah. And there are some people that think if you support Biden, you're a socialist. Of course. Right? And some people think if you support Trump, you're a racist. Yeah. So therefore, posting anything about Trump, you know, somebody would like would want to report you as being a racist, right? It's not somebody would. They have. Yeah. It's actually right. happened. Yeah. Right. So it's it's I can see where you're coming from, where it's like the line is very dodgy there as far as what what kind of constitutes those types of things. But I do think there's got to be something and it, it, good for NAR for trying to at least right. protect the realtor brand in some right. in some regards, right? Because right. you know, a lot of times it takes a hit for sure, right? So Right. No, and I agree. And like I said, the the heart's in the right place. I think the motivation is pure. I think what they're trying to do makes all the sense in the world. And and we here's do the, have to protect the realtor yeah, brand. And, and here's the thing. Real estate agents, I think as a thing, they're social people. Yeah. They are on online. They are on the social yeah. media. They're that type of person. So they could naturally, there might be a, that, that type of uh, communication method might be over represented in the realtor community because that's the type of people they are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So knowing that being NAR self-aware of that, you know, okay, this is, you know, Maybe in other groups it's not so prominent, but in this group, these are these are people that have opinions. These are independent contract. These are people that are social, that they're getting out there, they're getting their word out. And mm-hmm. we need to just to put a little bit of a, I don't want to say the brakes, but some guidelines, some right, you know, some sort of thing here. <clears throat> right. And that's why I'm such a fan of the Canadian conduct yeah, no, coming clause, yeah. because I love that phrase, disgraceful, unprofessional unbecoming of a realtor. You know, and it's tough because you and I this are a little bit in the same business. And in that I write some stuff sometimes, and I know <laughs> you do as well, Yeah, that, you know, the truth hurts sometimes. Right. And yeah. I, I know when I'm, when I'm talking about certain things that I'm going to probably see that person. Right. And I have mm. to be comfortable enough to stand there and like be that person. That says, yeah, I did write that. I did believe that. Um, right. Sometimes I changed my mind or whatever. But I, in my back of my head, if I write this, I want to make sure that I can be in front of this person. And I can kind of defend this. Right. And say I was. And, and sometimes, you know, I'm a human being. Sometimes I don't have all the knowledge. I don't have everything right. else. I make mistakes. But at the same time, I got to do that. Right. I don't feel a lot of times I'm hiding behind a keyboard because I've been in those uncomfortable things. Right. situations where somebody come up to my ass and I mean, you know, would, would like to clock me really. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine why. I mean, yeah, I I ever... I'm such a nice guy. Right? Well, but, that, um, that Hitler video thing that you did uh, a while back. I mean, that I think is the classic example of it, right? Yeah. Where you took Al- that uh, along with 300 other million. Memes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think agents think they, they're ever going to meet these people in real life. I think that's giving them, <laughs> they have a lot more gravitas towards the thing because they're just hiding behind that keyboard. Whereas I think you and I, we have less of that, or not, not even that, right? Yeah. And, and, I, and I, like whenever I try to tackle a controversial topic, I try very, very hard not to make it personal. Right. You know, like it's about the issue. It's about the policy. Like, like I said, I mean, even this one, this conversation, I am 100% confident that the professional standards committee and all of their members are great people. I'm 100% confident they have the right 
motivation. I think they have the right, their heart's in the right place, right? I just don't agree with what they've come out with. Yeah, and again, and it's not though, because think, what they did is something yeah. crazy. I'm just saying yeah. there are these problems, right? Yeah. And if there's an alternative that's going to be better, still get you where you want, right? Because this, I think conduct on becoming can stop the crazy, racist, sexist, homophobic shit that we see sometimes. Yeah, but this is, again, to me, I just, <laughs> I always go back to, you know, what you know, every, if you're a hammer, everything's a nail. It's, it's software. It's just, mm-hmm. you put this out there and people like you are going to, comment and then it's going to iterate and they'll come up with something new. So or it'll, you know, improve or go to some other time, but no, I like it. I like it, Rob, for right. sure. So I mean, the only thing about the Canadian thing is like, just no, no mayonnaise on fries. Okay. That's, Oh, get that's right. Oh, that's, that's where I draw the guy right there. You don't know what you're, dude, mayonnaise on fries is the best thing. Oh, like geez. it's awesome. Yeah. I, I've said that. Have you ever tried it? Why would I try that? I mean, it's disgusting. Because it's delicious. Oh, God. Just stop right now. Oh, my stop God. Recording. Stop oh, recording. Oh, my God. Greg, I had no idea you were so so deprived in life. I mean, you don't know the joy of putting mayo on fries. Yeah. It's amazing. There's a reason why Belgians do it, right? That's where it all sort of comes yeah, from. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, and, you know, and I'm not going to eat like spoiled cabbage either. So you can keep that cabbage? as well. You sauerkraut? What are you talking about? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, look, mayo on fries is great. I think poutine is an amazing dish. There's a lot that we could learn from our Canadian brothers and sisters. And I yeah, think I, there is. One. And that's not one of them. I'm saying there's <laughs> a lot, but that's not one of them. <laughs> I don't know, man. Ketchup has its place, but. You know, they, it doesn't belong on hot dogs and it doesn't belong on French fries. I'm just saying. I, I'm with you on the hot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I married somebody from Chicago, so I get reminded of that all the time. So, I, you know, like I said, I think this is, um, you know, this isn't something where hopefully we're going to have huge amounts of disagreement. You know, hopefully the directors and uh, the local leaders, you know, will, uh, will be listening to this and actually at least consider it as an alternative. Because, you know, we do need to do something. It's just that what, the committee has put forth is not the optimal solution. And if we're going to iterate, like you said, let's put something out, see what happens, see what works. Let's do it. I'd really like to recommend that they look at that Canadian conduct and becoming clause. And because one of the nicest benefits of that is we're not trying something that no one's done before, right? Which is what right. the 10-5 and those- How long is it? Do you know how long they've had that? And, and I don't know exactly how you know, long. It I know they've had it for years. It'd be interesting to find out how long it's been out there and mm-hmm. what cases, I mean, I don't know if Correct. that's the right word, have come Correct. that would, might serve instructional as well, right? That's exactly why I think this is maybe the way to go And, and sometimes now. just having the stick out there helps. Mm-hmm. Which could segue segue into our next conversation about the debates last night. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say that after I published, I've gotten some some private messages uh, from a bunch of association CEOs, and one of the things that they talk about is they like this because they do run into situations in their local markets where there's nothing in the code of ethics that'll cover a situation. Yeah, it's embarrassing as fuck. Yeah. Right, and they're like, "How? Do, what can I do about this member who just got completely drunk off his ass at a local bar and made an absolute fool of himself?" You know, like, can I do anything about that? Yeah, because at the end of the day, a realtor is someone who's helping families make the biggest financial decision of their lives, right? And they want to preserve the idea that of professionalism, right, of intelligence, of an expert in matters that are, you know housing as well as local communities and it doesn't help 
right? When you're acting like an absolute moron. <laughs> well, this goes so, back to to what we talked about the last podcast um, with the Newsday stuff in Long Island. And, sure. you know, you were telling me that they're, I think all of them are still realtors. 33 of the 34 are still realtors in good stuff. Right. And, and there's, yeah. because there's nothing there, as, as you know, you were alluding to with the associations that says, I guess there should be, right? I mean, if they were talking about yeah. steering or some other stuff, but they're still there, right? So, yeah, that's a whole other conversation, yeah. and, and you and I need to to record that one soon because yeah. uh, there, there, I got some new shit coming out on that one. But uh, so, yeah. Anyway, I thought this was a fairly, you know, short, easy one for a yeah. Friday. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> I want to thank everybody for listening and tuning in and giving a crap about what Greg and I yammer about, Greg. What should our our loyal listeners be doing? Well, as usual, um, it's good to see, you know, maybe you can see me now as I make this pitch to you. Um, <laughs> just wherever you listen to podcasts, please try to give us as, as big a stars as you can um, or as many a stars as you can. Um, write a review. Uh, reviews help a lot out, uh, help us a lot with uh, rankings and everything else. And I've been seeing that happen. I think we've got five-star reviews all around on Apple uh, podcasts. Mm-hmm. And there's been a lot of uh, reviews written and that's great. And go to Google play, whatever player you're using to listen to podcasts, please go there. Please share this to anybody you can. And um, again, you know, if you're interested in, in sponsoring the podcast, please just reach out to me at Greg Roberts right. at, at uh, gmail.com. And we'd love to have you there, but um, thanks yeah. again, Rob, for the interesting conversation and uh, we'll get going. All right. And thanks, everybody. And uh, if you haven't tried it, try mayo with your fries. It's amazing. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.